0: Welcome back, everybody. This is the All Things Sports Podcast, episode 16. 16 weeks in. No bye week. Matter of fact, we did have a bye week two weeks ago. So 17 next week would be our last week of the season, technically. Um, Anyways, I'm your host, Julian Goris. This is my co-host, Danny. You. And uh, we're back to talk more about sports, more about this wild college football rankings. Um. This, this NFL scary news that's going on. Um, NBA has been exciting for these last two months. Mm-hmm. We've actually got two guests that are going to be calling in today. Um, Justin and Christian, they'll be joining us in about half an hour or so. Um, so we'll stay tuned for that. We'll talk some baseball and hockey with uh, Christian. He's like mm-hmm. a hockey expert. Okay. And uh, Justin, a long time, you know, question shooter every week my man <laughs> he's going to actually be live but... on the show so um very happy about that today i wanted to get into this college football playoff uh you know we do have the the awards show was yesterday and baker mayfield took home ap player of the year unanimously obviously yeah um, and i believe he's going to do the same thing you know at the heisman at the heisman presentation like, giving what he's done this year um putting up Four hundred thirty-four. Uh, excuse me. Four thousand three hundred forty yards, forty-one touchdowns, and only five interceptions. Um, you have Lamar Jackson, who threw for thirty-four hundred yards, almost thirty-five hundred yards, twenty-five touchdowns in the air, six interceptions, uh, but also has almost fifteen hundred rushing yards and seventeen rushing touchdowns. So, I, I mean, I get that Mayfield's co- like level of competition might have been tougher. Um, and bringing his team to, obviously, the second college football playoff, back-to-back years, I guess, um, you know, that means a little more than what Lamar Jackson has to offer. But Lamar Jackson didn't, you know, he didn't make the schedule. He just Might. played the games. They did lose some poor games, though. Um, you know, last year they played Clemson. They almost beat them this year. It was totally different, mm-hmm. you know. But as we expected, Clemson Clemson is the number one team for a reason, um, and You know, Baker Mayfield, you just got to give it to him. Yeah. I I think
1: he deserves the Heisman this year, obviously. He deserves the uh, AP Player of the Year. He's obviously the best quarterback in college football right now, and And there's no
0: question about it. You can't can't question his leadership. You can't question his, you know, toughness, Mm -hmm. skill, obviously. Look what he did in the um, last game versus TCU in the Big uh, Big 12 championship. Yeah. So... My man showed up. It's going to be fun watching him throw the ball to uh, Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman next year. (laughs) I'll say that. I don't know, man. Cleveland has some stuff to do, but it's definitely going to be a fun college football playoff with the Sugar Bowl coming up and the Rose Bowl. Um, Clemson versus Alabama, and we have Georgia versus Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, I think Clemson's going to give it to Alabama a little harder than they did last year. They had to score with. One second left, and I know you know they had Deshaun Watson last year, and you know Alabama was still the cream of the crop, and they are still definitely to me the second best team in college football right now. Because I think if you put them against uh, Oklahoma or Georgia, I think they'll beat both of them. But I think Clemson is just sound on every aspect mm-hmm. of the you know on the field, defensively, offensively, special teams. So I think it's going to come down to Georgia, uh, excuse me, Oklahoma beating Georgia and then facing Clemson in the national championship. And from there, I mean, Baker Mayfield is going to have his hands full. I don't think that he's going to beat Clemson. Like I said, I think Clemson is the best team in the college football right now. And they're number one for a reason. And they're just going to keep proving that for the next two games. So I could see them repeating. With that being said, that brings us to some exciting NFL talk.
2: Yeah.
1: Exciting. 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 The Vikings are the new number one seed in the NFC right now. They're uh, tied up at 10 and 2 with the Eagles, but I guess strength of schedule puts them at. Those are my hands rubbing one.
0: together. <laughs> it's getting hot. Hell yeah. Not in Minnesota, though. Yeah, that defense. Stout. Cold. Mm-hmm. Best rush defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Top, what? Probably top five passing defense in the league. Yeah. Um, I... I oh, You know what kills me to say this.
1: I need them I need them to keep, to keep winning. <laughs> right? I need them to beat Carolina. Just win the division already. <laughs> I know, man. Right?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's theirs technically, but... It's theirs. Um, wild unless, card. Unless they lose out and we win out. Wild card. Which won't happen. Yeah, no. You guys have a shot. Uh, I don't think it's, it's it's a long shot. It's not something that's easily attainable. Obviously, if you had Rogers back maybe a week or two ago, this would be something more like in the foreseeable future. This yeah. is kind of like a blind future right now. What's going on? But nonetheless, I mean the Packers are playing good. We just have to win and hope everything else falls into and place. And you see how Brett Hundley is is looking comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's he's not you know on the baby monitor anymore. We won that game with the run game against Tampa. The scary thing is in the NFL, well, obviously, you know, from being a quarterback and having to run a team like Green Bay, it's it's obviously harder whether you're in your fifth year and it's your first time playing or whether you're a rookie because these two rookie running backs that you spoke about highly of on probably episode four. Nobody knew who they were. and And I... Look how they're balling right now. Nobody knew that Ty Montgomery was going to you know, get injured like this, and you guys were going to be okay for as, long, like, as far as the running game. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Rodgers goes down. I tried to tell y'all. Aaron Jones, Aaron <laughs> Jones stepped in. I told
1: y'all. Uh, so, some young studs. We drafted both of them late in uh, this past year's draft. Where did
0: um, Jamal go to?
1: Jamal Williams is from BYU. Aaron Jones is from UTEP. Two small schools too. You sure that? I thought Aaron, Aaron Jones from Utah. Yeah, he's from uh, El Paso. True. And then uh, Jamal Williams from BYU, and they're both fucking studs. These kids can play. I can't even pick between the two in fantasy anymore. I got to start both <laughs> of them together. Um, but yeah, you know, we're six and six right now. We're playing Cleveland, so
0: hopefully. Um, NFL, you know, uh, professional pickers. For games in Vegas and all that, I'm sure they have you guys winning this one. So Yeah.
1: I saw the um, – what was it? The, like, I guess pro football reference has, like, a some guys who pick the, te- the the games every week. And, like, half of them were picking Cleveland to win this game. That's uh, disrespectful. Kind of
0: weird. No, that's disrespectful.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we need to just – any, you know, any given week, any team can beat any team. Of course. You can't count Cleveland out. You still have
0: to play your game. Because
1: Cleveland's been very close against a lot of teams this year. If if they had consistent quarterback play, I think this is a different team. Um, So we can't take them lightly, of course, because these are all – obviously they're all NFL-caliber players. They got the best football player in the world back in, Josh Gordon. Um, And he's going to eat against our defense on Sunday. I know that for a fact. But we got to win this game. we got to hope Minnesota beats Carolina that way when Rodgers comes back next week against Carolina we're 7 and 6 the Panthers are 8 and 5 we beat them we're both 8 and 6 and then we just went out and we got to steal that wild card spot that's what i'm hoping for
0: you know it's funny um, you know you i remember last episode we had anton as a guest yeah. and he was you and him actually agreed when you picked the eagles Seahawks game you guys went seattle you know home tough nfc team and I was going Philly. I was riding a high horse, which I still am. You know, I'm not saying that Philly got knocked off or anything like that. No, of course I not. do think you do have to put them number two in the power rankings now because New England, they just look stronger. You know, As the yeah. season goes on, they just look like they're getting better. That's um, how it is every year. Obviously, they play Miami this week, so I think there's not going to be much of a statement made seeing how they play without Gronk. But you already know Brady can survive without Gronk. He's been... The Patriots are 10 and 5 with Gronk. Yeah, so the Patriots would be just fine and the Eagles just have to figure it out. I think that they weren't ready to get slapped in the face the way they did, you know, and you guys pointed it out and I wasn't it's not like I wasn't aware that this Seattle team is obviously gritty, home field advantage. I did mention that and I always mention the home field advantage for Seattle is a big factor when they play their games because when they're playing under the lights at home, It's it's, It's like a different team. It's it's, it's like Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor are playing when they're not. You Mm -hmm. know, they got Byron Maxwell again. He's playing good defense for them. Um, And that kind of just fell into their hands. So Seattle's always going to find a way to make it work. And they're always going to be tough, which is why I said that I think they're going to be coming out, you know, of the wild card in the NFC because it looks like the Rams are going to win that division. Which, by the way, well, they play the Eagles this week. That'll be a good game. So that's going to be a decided factor. And Seattle actually plays um, Jacksonville. So Seattle's going on the road, hot Florida, Jacksonville, best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are going against arguably the best team in the league um, in Philadelphia. Definitely we're we're going to
1: see three teams who really turned it around in Jacksonville, Los Angeles, and Philly. Yep. And we're going to see which of these teams are for real. Going up against some other very tough teams, and I think no matter what happens with the Rams, I think this season was obviously a huge turnaround. I think you have to give McVay, in my opinion, Coach of the Year, with the way he's turned this franchise around and Mm turned that offense into one like one of the best offenses in the league. Because if you their second-year quarterback, if if you would have told me
0: last year, hey, Week 16 or what are we, Week 15? of the league this is going to be week, uh, 15. This is week 14 14 yeah hey next year week 14 Jared Goff versus Carson Wentz, number two versus number one how excited are you I would you know I would have looked at you like yeah don't the uh Colts play the Jaguars <laughs> like you know what I mean but yeah two of the best quarterbacks in the league right now obviously Jared Goff you know is, is playing is having a good year he's not having a great year um as far as Carson Wentz or Tom Brady. Right. But as far as where he was last year and being a successful good quarterback in the league and finding his place, Jared Goff has come an amazingly long way. And he
1: he has everything he needs to make a potential Super Bowl run. They have an elite defense, Mm -hmm. an elite running back,
0: Really good wide receivers. Um, when Robert Woods is healthy, but a good quarterback to get it, and together. a good quarterback, yeah, that's all you need. And coaching, good coaching, yeah. And obviously, if we're talking coach of the year, I
1: don't know who the hell is going to come out of the NFC this year. The AFC is obviously
0: it's yeah. either going to be
1: New England or Pittsburgh. Um, but the NFC, I, I don't. In my personal opinion, I don't see one team that stands out more than any others because there are so many good NFC teams right. this year. It's crazy. I think it. I it's it's refreshing to see, in my opinion. It's it's nice to see a bunch of teams just come
0: out and start playing good football. It's nice to see. And it it's also nice to see uh, Tyrod Taylor. He looks like he avoided a serious knee injury, where he could have torn his whole knee. But he mm. it was it, it ended up being a, I think it was a sprain or a strain. So he's going to be a game time decision versus. Uh, the Colts, which we're praying that he's healthy but unavailable for Sunday at least. Um, Rashad Jennings, he's going to retire after eight seasons in the NFL. I saw that. Uh, the Giants figure they, you know, don't need his services. And <laughs> Adrian Peterson's going to miss uh, Titans Cardinals game, so that's going to be a big factor. It's going to leave a lot on Drew Stanton mm-hmm. and um, Sean Payton. We all saw last night how he kind of cost his team the game, in a (laughs) sense. Um, Drew Brees cost his team the game because he had the chance with the ball to tie it up with a field goal or score a touchdown and take the lead with less than a minute left. He threw an interception, okay? But... I really needed them to win that game. There's always a chance. New Orleans goes on defense, gets the Falcons to third down, I believe it was. Sean Payton's rushing on the field to call timeout. The ref doesn't hear him. He gets a little loud and maybe slick with him and he got a fifteen yard penalty first down and a game. He also threw the choking what he did, is that? He did the the, Reggie the, the Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller yeah, yeah, Reggie Miller to I think it was to Devontae Freeman. That's who he did it towards because I when mean. he like fumbled, I think he did it to him, but Devontae I saw, I saw was that just,
1: the tweet that Devontae Freeman has sent out after yeah, the game. He <laughs> said Aints. <laughs> Ain'ts. I tried to look that shit up. I think he deleted it, but
0: that shit was funny as fuck. Yeah, so I mean, a lot, of, a lot of interesting things going on in the NFL. And we were talking with... Uh,
1: we mentioned the Gronk thing a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I was Justin, talk about. Which,
1: I don't know, if I'm, if I'm Tredavious White, let me tell you right now, as a, as a fan of just the NFL in general, the decision really pissed me off to suspend him for one game. But if I'm Tredavious White, the guy who, you know, when Gronk was out there being a little bitch throwing his shoulder at this dude on the ground making his brain rattle when he's a rookie and possibly have a concussion or right. even more than Something. that he
0: had the ball under his imagine chest.
1: how like imagine how mad he is seeing that this dude gets one one. he practically got a slap on the wrist yeah like you got it you literally when I saw that shit I was like how do you not and suspend I hate him to be, for the rest I hate of the to season I hate to be that
0: guy but if Gronkowski's a black quarterback a uh, black player does he get one game no, does he? Does he get to just walk around with that smile on his face and? Oh, I'm and, sorry.
1: It was a heat of the moment.
0: Yeah. So one, I, I was listening to Sports Nation, and Marcellus Wiley was was saying how. You can always I, count on him to say some real yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. That. Exactly. Marcellus Wiley got bars. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just basically saying how you know on any normal day of the week, this is assault. This is a six eight man. Jumping on a 5'9, five, 5'10, five, 135 pound guy. Drilling your shoulder for no into reason. His head. He, he drilled his shoulder right into him. He was in like a defenseless position, like with the ball under his chest. The play was dead. And yeah, and he could have literally broken his bones. He could have gave him a concussion. He could have twisted his neck. You never know because that's not what they were out to do on Sunday. Whether the ref didn't give you a call, you should go take body that up slam with, the ref. Take that up with the ref. Go body slam the ref. It's not Tredavious White's. The player fault. the player made a good play, whether it was a little a little choppy, the ref didn't call it, he didn't say nothing, so play on. Now, what happens when the ref doesn't see it's like, oh, the ref didn't see you first. But what he didn't see from Tredavious White was during the play, what everybody saw from you was after clearly the after the play, it was clearly unsportsmanlike. It was clearly a lack of sportsmanship, and and it, it it just makes you less of a man in my eyes to have to do that. If you have a problem with the guy, wait till he gets up, confront him, and see if he wants you know if he mm-hmm. wants to engage in that himself or how he goes about that. But as a defenseless man on a National Football League, you don't you know you're worried about dudes like. Juju Smith hitting me, like, if I was Vontes Burfecht, I'm, like, alert for those type of keeping my head on the swivel movements. I'm not expecting after I get an interception and I'm going to go celebrate with my teammates before I can even get up, six eight LeBron James, freakish-looking dude, is going to, you know, come pounce on my back. So I hate that? seeing shit like that because
1: at the end of the day, you guys have the same job. You're both trying to put food on the table for your family. And you're going to pull this little bitch move and potentially take this man's job away from him, sure. had, had it gone differently. Like you see, We've seen you what see happened with Ryan a couple Shazier. hours later after that hit that night, or the day after sorry, because it was, yeah, a, it, was, it, was Monday. it was Monday night. You see Ryan Shazier. Um, he might not be able to play football again. So sad. Just man. a freak accident. That this thing with Gronk and Tre'Davious White could have been a freak accident, and it just been like avoided. that.
0: That's the sad part. It could have been, been avoided. avoided. These aren't. You know, if you look at this and you look at like a high school football game, or you look at like a college football game, and you're just thinking, like, what is this 19 year old kid thinking? What is this 20 year old kid thinking? Like, what is this 30 year old man thinking when he's doing this to another man? This is the NFL. This is where perfect. Like, this is a pros game. Like. And then they treat him like a child and give him a fucking uh, slap uh, on uh, the and wrist. And then they suspend Juju Smith-Schuster one game. So they suspended Juju Smith one game and Georgie Loca one game. Georgie Loca clearly had a hard hit, helmet-to-helmet, dirty play on Antonio Brown, who appealed his suspension. I think the appeal process is complete bullshit. But yeah. he appealed his suspension, and they reduced it to a fine. Juju Smith, did, I don't even think he tried to appeal it. Um, I think not. he just took his suspension but you're going to tell me one that taunting somebody by giving them a clean lick for not keeping their head on a swivel, trying to block downfield, you're going to clean lick this guy who's, who's been the dirtiest player in the league for the last three years and when you step over him, you're going to tell me that that's a game suspension worth? Okay, fine. You know what? Don't do that to players. You'll get a game. But when you tell me that Somebody going for somebody's helmet is only going to get them one game. And then somebody going after a play, belligerently just, just trying to aim themselves at somebody, you know, dead ball. That's one how, game as well. How do they well. also we're, get the same We're not punishment. even talking about the same thing. You see how I just switched three different topics and we got the same result. Mm-hmm. So this is what we got on the phone with Justin about. To talk about and,
1: Goodell's incompetence and they, they need to change a lot so, of these things. You
0: know, you yeah. go, you guys will hear more about that later Because it pisses me off. So let's get into these uh, one reason why NFL picks. We're going to start off. Looks like your Colts are up first. In Buffalo versus the Colts. Um, Listen, this game, it all depends on if Tyrod Taylor plays or not. It's a game time decision. I believe if he does, the Colts are going to have a tough time out there. And uh, Buffalo's going to come out with a win. And if Tyrod's not playing, we saw the last time. Nathan (laughs) Peterson. Hopefully we can get 10 (laughs) interceptions on him. So that's really a game-time decision for me as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think your one reason is pretty much unanimous. I think it depends on uh, Buffalo's quarterback situation. So if Tyrod plays, I'll probably take Buffalo. Uh, if Peterson's playing, I you gotta take the Colts. You can't go with yeah. Peterson.
3: No. <laughs> not Hell this year. Not no. after that.
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yup. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Anyways, uh Minnesota, Carolina. This is gonna be a good NFC battle. Um the way Carolina played last week, I didn't really appreciate it. Cam Newton was not looking like his, you know, regular self. Mm-hmm. And in that case, My reason that I'm going to be picking the Minnesota Vikings to win this game is because their defense has just been locked down this year.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Minnesota. Uh, My one reason why is not so much a fact but a need um, in that I need Minnesota to win because I'm trying to keep the Packers' uh, wild card chances alive. And I actually saw the latest – MVP rankings, I guess you can call it for the NFL. And Case Keenum's name is on that.
0: I think he's been balling. I think he's going to continue to ball. We saw what he did against Atlanta Mm -hmm. 22 of 25. Yeah. 170 yards and touchdowns. Yeah, he's he's playing very, very good football. And it's consistent, clean football. Yeah. He's not making mistakes. Remember, they lost Dalvin Cook earlier this year and Mm -hmm. everybody was worried, like, you know, Minnesota season.
1: Uh, uh, Derek McKinnon and Latavius Murray really stepped up, and their offense, is, their offense is in a groove, and then the defense, you know how the P-O-P. Vikings' defense is, yeah. It really comes down to to their O-line. They yeah. rebuilt the O-line yeah. in this offseason, and it's
0: showing that so they're fucking balling. I'm taking Minnesota. Chicago plays Cincinnati, and I, like I said, oh. I've been pretty high on Chicago. You know, I don't. I know that they're not where they need to be. I think that if they fire John Fox and find a good coach to to I think he's build on the way with out. Trubisky, Fox is on the way know, out. You know, you find yourself in, in not so much an offensive minded coach, but a coach who knows it all, who can who can relate to Trubisky, get him ready, and we, we can see something like what what McVay did with Jared Goff. Yeah, if you get him a quarterback, uh, a quarterbacks coach, I guess mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, we thought Adam Gates was going to have a pretty good season in Miami, but obviously, that's that. But like I said, Chicago's defense is definitely the reason I'm going to be picking them this week. Very underrated so. defense.
1: I'm I'm going to take Chicago too. Um, I think since he's missing a lot of pieces, um, that too. They re- yeah, and that one that game against Pittsburgh, they lost Joe Mixon, Fonte's Burfik, and Drake Kirkpatrick. That's three big names that they need every week.
0: What did Jake per- uh, Kirkpatrick get hurt with that stiff arm? Probably. <laughs> From probably. Soft.
1: Probably. Um, oh, they all got concussions. All three of them. That's just crazy. That's yeah. the Steelers. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking Chicago.
0: San Francisco, Houston.
1: Mm, I'm taking the Niners. And I'll tell you why. Jimmy G is 1-0 when he starts <laughs> for the Niners. They're going to win out. And him and Marquise Goodwin and him and Trent Taylor, they've got some nice chemistry building over there. I, I, I like Jimmy G
0: uh, for the Niners. I like it. I just don't. I just, I'm just i not really comfortable with how that offense is. It's moving, it's moving downfield, but it's not getting in the end zone. Last week we saw the Bears almost beat the Niners. And who won for them? Robbie Gold, which mm-hmm. is ironic. It was good to see. But <laughs> I don't see... I don't see the if the bear if excuse me if San Francisco had trouble getting in the end zone against the Bears I think Houston's defense is if not a little better and I think Houston yes with Tom Savage they're you know it's a lost cause but they held it up against Tennessee last week they took them to yeah. you know last play of the game situation and I think they'll just simply outscore San Francisco so there we go um, next game, Clean Bay. Clean Bay. <laughs> hey. Clean Bay. Green Bay versus Cleveland. Uh, I know you,
1: who you got. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, you know, Aaron Jones is healthy. He's back from that sprained MCO. Jamal Williams out there doing his thing. I think the run game is going to take over. I know the, the, the Browns have some studs on defense. But um, I think they might have their hands full with the receiving core.
0: Yeah, I think Green Bay wins this. Um, Brett Hundley's looking way more comfortable, as I was mm-hmm. telling you earlier. They took the training Obviously, bills off. Obviously, your running backs are playing lights-out football. So And Devontae Adams, you know. I think Cleveland's defense is not going to be ready for what Hundley is finally settled into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and Devontae's his clear It's favorite. sad that he's settled into right – before Rodgers gets back, but I mean, that's the way it is as a backup. If if he
1: can win this game, going into Carolina and have the Packers at seven and six, Brett Hundley did his job. He did what he was supposed to do, and um, and I'd be I'd be very happy for that.
0: All right, now we got Oakland playing Kansas City for the second time. This one's actually going to be in Kansas City, and we've seen the fallout of Kansas City. Started five and zero. Oh, now they're six and six. And Kareem, still the fourth. Team. Kareem Hunt went from you know MVP, possibly Rookie of the Year, definitely to now people don't even want to start him in fantasy. <laughs> that so he, I did, think
1: Chiefs lost it. No. I
0: think Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I think Oakland has it rolling. Um, and Marcus Peters is suspended for this game, so that's a big factor. Cooper's coming back, I believe, off the concussion. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Raiders on this one. Yeah. So. We got another good game. This one's going to be Detroit versus Tampa Bay. And um, Tampa Bay, I think, their season's going down the drain. There's been no consistency. Obviously, they had to sit their quarterback out for injury issues. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in, and, you know, I, he was Ryan Fitzpatrick at best. Yeah. Um, like I said, yeah, no consistency. I think Detroit's been playing pretty good football as well. And their offense is is, is fire. So. See, I I might go um, the
1: opposite of you. I'll probably take Tampa because we're still not sure if Matt Stafford's going to play yet uh, with that hand injury. Um, and I think Tampa might be looking for a win after losing to us in overtime. Um, so I'll probably take Tampa. I think they're they're looking uh, to get some uh, revenge, I guess, on the NFC North. Okay, and yeah. I need Detroit to lose. <laughs>
0: Moving to the NFC East, Dallas is going to play in New York, and I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to run all over the Giants like they did to their other division rival, the Redskins.
1: I'm going to take the Giants because they're at home. I think the players are going to be really, really happy that um, they fired McAdoo. I think they're going to come together. I think everybody on the team is going to wear Eli jerseys when they go out to play, and I think it's going to be an emotional game. Eli's back, and... Um, that that That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I have, like, a little hunch. I think the Giants might take that one.
0: <clears throat> Tennessee goes to Arizona to play Drew Stanton with no Adrian Peterson, and I think Tennessee is too good on offense. Their rushing game is, is too strong. Mm-hmm. Their defense is pretty sound, and Drew Stanton just isn't the answer in Arizona. So... I have a hard time picking Arizona.
1: Yeah, I'll probably take Tennessee in that one. I th- I think uh Arizona's missing too many pieces. It's crazy how they were a Super Bowl contender in recent years and now yep. they they're struggling against a team like Tennessee. If this is <laughs> last year.
0: Well, talk about Super. It's talking about Super Bowl contenders, you know. Struggling against teams like Tennessee, we move on to Denver versus the Jets, and I think we both agree that we think the Jets are going to win. Oh yeah, um, Josh McCown has been fucking unbelievable coming this year. into this week. I think the Jets are just more of a complete team than than um, Denver, and I don't think their defense is better than Denver's, and their offense, their offense might not be literally better. Right now, they might be better literally, but completely. The Jets have a good offense, and they have a good defense going right now.
1: Yeah. And I, whatever
0: they're doing is working. Their offense coordinator wants McCown to come back next year. Mm-hmm. And, and I, think Ma- I think McCown
1: is saving Todd Bowles' job right now because I think if, if this season would be going any differently, any worse, Todd Bowles would be out. Yeah. I think McCown yeah. saved his job. Yeah. And McCown, does, he does not look like Josh McCown this year. He, he's Tom Brady playing under there. insane football. It's just like they had that shootout last week against uh, the Chiefs, yeah. where they ended up taking it. I don't know. I... the Jets are a lot better than their record suggests.
0: It the, does. The Jets are looking good. So yeah, I'm gonna go New York. Um, Chargers play Washington, and I don't think anybody right now in the NFL, whether it's Josh Norman, DJ Swearinger, D'Angelo Hall, anybody has an answer for Keenan Allen. No. So I think Keenan Allen's gonna ball. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers too. I think
1: offensively, they found their groove. They've won whoever who fucking knows how many games in a row. <laughs> the defense, they cannot be stopped. Their defense is eating teams alive. Yep. Keenan Allen is the first player in NFL history with 10 catches, 100 yards and a touchdown in like 3 straight games ever. Yeah. And I saw I, that. like he's just he's, he's eating. And I don't think the Redskins have an answer for
0: him on defense. Seattle goes to Jacksonville and they're going to play in a muggy South Florida or North Florida game. Um, I think Seattle coming off the Sunday night football win versus Philly, trying to make the playoffs. They know they're not. They know they possibly might not win their division. It's usually a gimme every year or a toss up between them and uh, Arizona. But like we were talking about, um, Los Angeles is coming to merge this year. And so this game's in Jacksonville. Yeah. It's like, look out for trouble. So, yeah, I think they're going to, you know, play their butts off again.
1: I'm going to take Jacksonville. I think uh, because they have the best defense in the league and Seattle has the worst offensive line in the league, I think they're going to – Russell Wilson is yeah. going to have no time to throw the ball. They have no run game whatsoever. The Jags are too strong on defense. And I think with their depleted defense and not being at home, I think if, they, if Seattle was at home, it's a right, different game. Right. But I think Fournette might run all over them. Blake Bortles, has, uh, he's, he's, come, he's on like a little hot streak right now. Mm-hmm. He's got like two or three games in a row under his belt where he's been throwing for like 302 touchdowns. No picks. He's not turning the ball over. I think the Jags are uh, they're in a good groove
0: right, right. now. Um, speaking of the Los Angeles Rams, they're going to be at home versus Philadelphia. That might be, be game of the week. This that might be, be game of the week right yeah, there. Number one versus number two mm-hmm. um picks from last year or two years ago. And um I think Philly I might take Philly. I think Philly losing last week is the reason they win this week. I don't think Philly's gonna lose back to back games this year.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think they're too strong on both sides of the ball to do so. And I think that the character that they've shown this year is 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 really good. And positive, so yeah, I don't think Philly loses back to back games. I think they respond on offense and on defense, and they're gonna show, I guess, the NFL world that that Seattle game was you know, better team won like, that night, say, yeah, yeah, better team won that night. But and uh, Sunday night football is gonna be Baltimore, Pittsburgh, another AFC North. Rival, a much more respected rival rivalry, I guess. Yeah, you know it's it's, there,
1: it's a it's a mutual respect. Yeah, it's not like a like a Steelers Bengals rivalry. It's not a hate. There's there's respect in the Ravens Sealers rivalry between the two teams and right. the two franchises.
0: But Pitt is rolling. Pittsburgh's rolling. Antonio Brown.
1: It's also their third straight night game. Late. They played Sunday night against us. And Monday night home. against
0: Cincy. They played, they played Sunday night against you at home. They played Monday night in Cincy, and now they're going to play Sunday night at home.
1: Yeah. Damn, they're getting all the primetime yeah, right? games. Yeah, so, they're getting them ready for the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh don't lose in primetime No, games. they don't. Big Ben, he's a different player when it comes to... Uh, but,
0: well, if they were in Baltimore, you know Baltimore is like 11-1 or something like that under Harbaugh in primetime games at home. It's crazy. But
1: I'd like to see what Mike Tomlin's Pittsburgh. record is yeah, prime at, uh, time. in primetime games at home, too. I'm sure it's probably similar and then, um, um, I'll probably take Pitt because they're they're on a tear right now.
0: To finish out the week of football, um, after a long, exhausting, hard day at work, Monday for most, people are going to have to come home and watch the Dolphins try to beat the Patriots. And that's very unfortunate. Can I tell you why I think they might do it? Yeah. Because as the New
1: England head coach, Bill Belichick is 8-9 and nine against Miami <clears throat> in Miami. Tom Brady is 7-8 and eight versus Miami yeah. in Miami. Mm-hmm. Brady's 14-1 and one when they play Miami in Foxborough. But I don't know. I think just because of that stat alone, you can't count Miami out. I think they're maybe trying to look for – make a statement. It won't do much. But I don't know. I think they the guys might come out with a chip on their shoulder, especially without Gronk. But they fucking – they'll send anybody up. Dwayne Allen will probably have – 400 yards and three touchdowns for all we fucking know. But My reason why— I don't think you can count Miami out in a home game I against New England. I think New
0: England beats Miami because no gronk, no problem. True. Tom Brady has the weapons. Tom Brady has the IQ. Tom Brady has the skill. He might get Chris Holden and back, he has, which is big. He, he might not have history too much on his side. But what's his record versus Miami and Miami? Seven, Seven and eight. And eight? Yeah. Oh, he's under five hundred. Okay. Yeah. So is Bill. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I still think Brady's good, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Miami's this good this year. So they beat the Broncos, but
1: tough. To you have. know, I read that um, Adam Gase wanted to run the score up yeah. against Denver because John Elway was talking shit
0: about him when he used to work there. Mm-hmm. and um, That's why some of the players didn't. They understood it. Emmanuel Sanders, he was like, "That's Gase." Yeah. Like that's, that's how he is. He's an so I, I like that.
1: I think that would I mean, granted, Denver's not very good this year, but I think that was still a statement game that they can build off For of. For sure.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> I wanted to jump into some NBA topics because everybody in the NBA world is, is going berserk over Donovan Mitchell. My dog. And we saw what he did. The kid. Hell yeah. Last night versus the Rockets. We mm-hmm. saw what he did last week versus... That one team that they played, and he scored forty-one <laughs> points on. Oh, he, he dropped that, <laughs> that on, was, boogie, um, on Boogie Buzzins. Yeah, New Orleans, <laughs> Boogie Buzzins. That's funny. So you know he's actually the front runner for rookie of the year in in some some perspectives. I still take Ben Simmons another triple double last night. Twelve we're points, still like, fifteen rebounds, thirteen assists. Like
1: only a quarter of the season in. I think if Donovan Mitchell keeps playing like this, you got to give him rookie of the year. Um, over his last five games, he's averaging 29 points a game. He's shooting 45% from the three-point line, 92% from the free-throw line. He dropped 41 against New Orleans, the first 40-point game by a rookie since uh, Blake Griffin in 2011. Mm-hmm. He, he was the 13th pick for the Utah Jazz, and this kid's in the national spotlight right now. That doesn't happen. I was watching the game last night against Houston. Utah lost by 11 and they had um, area twenty one on with the TNT guys with uh, KG. KG and uh, Rashid Wallace, and they they couldn't stop talking about Donovan Mitchell. KG said he, that he's his favorite rookie right now. He he plays, he or I guess he doesn't play like a rookie. He he has that confidence about himself, right. which is crazy because he didn't start playing basketball till his junior year in high school, and he's. He's looked phenomenal. He, like, he, everyone says he, they, uh, he reminds them of like a Dwayne Wade, Damian Lillard hybrid who can shoot the three. Right, like, he, and slash. Yeah, he's got this, this, like, this swag about him that right. you, it's a confidence. Yeah, it's like, you wouldn't think he's a rookie. It's crazy. He's going up against Russell Westbrook and fucking James Harden, and he's dropping 26. He's dropping 31 on these guys. Like, He's a real deal. That's right. And he's he's only thirty games into his
0: career, which is the craziest part. At so is it too early to say that it's basically between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons for rookie of the year? I don't think so. I think I, I think, think all season you know, long, it's going to be the two of them. Yeah, I don't think you know Lonzo Ball. It's I don't think um, what's this guy's name? Like a Jason Tatum. I think
1: it'll be tough for Jason Tatum to get in that conversation because their offense as a whole, Boston Boston's is, team, yeah, is yeah, exactly. Good.
0: Um, and Josh Jackson, we haven't seen—I haven't seen him do shit anything this year. from Josh yeah. Jackson. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say I think it, might, it might be between the two of them. to me, I think Ben Simmons is still—you know—he's consistently played at a good level. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell has played uh, as of late, great. You know what I right. mean? He hasn't played good all year, but he's played great as of late. Right. So
1: Just with Ben Simmons, like, from opening night. And you remember, he's, he's, he's been Ben Simmons like doesn't
0: shoot. He's not a shooter. He doesn't create his own jump shot. He, you know he's going to the lane, and teams still have a hard time getting him mm-hmm. out of the paint and keeping him out of the paint. Yep. And they have a hard time drawing a double, or not drawing a double team on him, knowing he can't shoot. So he's drawing double teams, and he doesn't even have a shot. And this is what LeBron was doing. Two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, and LeBron James went to the playoffs in 'O four, and almost took his team to the finals. So, So, I think yes, Ben Simmons is the next close thing to LeBron.
1: I think as the years go on, he'll he'll develop that jump shot because as you get older, you need to rely on your shot more. Like you see LeBron, he's. Thirty. Well, he's not even. He's not even old, um, but he's in his fifteenth year, and his jump shot is only getting better every exactly. year. So as the years go on, I think Ben Simmons will develop that outside game. But until then, he's doing everything he needs to to still be a, a dominant player in this league. And he, we see it. He's already got like three or four triple doubles under his belt, like twenty five games into the year, and he's got Philly. With a winning record, they're, if the season ended right now, Philly's in pl- a playoff team again. Right. And he, you know, he's like a, he's a what is he, a point forward? Is that, like, <laughs> he's, he's like a
0: he's positionless
1: basketball. He's, he's, he's LeBron. a LeBron James type of player.
0: Um, it was exciting to see Lazo Ball give the game-winning assist to Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. He, a, he made what,
1: the, the right basketball play. On a promising. Brandon Ingram has really stepped it up this year. I'm glad. He had, well, how many did he have? Um,
0: 32 was it? Something like that. Versus Golden his,
1: State? His new career high, he dropped like 30-something. I think it was like he 32. He hits that game-winning three on Philly. The Lakers, they got some nice pieces. I. He's a Duke boy. They,
0: the Lakers might not be a dumpster fire anymore. Um, it's funny. Every time I think about Kyrie Irving now and like his success this year, I think about uh, the, the conversation we had over the phone with, Forgot his name. I don't want to say. You know, I forgot. His oh, name, oh, your boy's boy, yeah. right? Uh, Damn. Caleb's boy. Yeah. Ky- Mr. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> but um, I think about I was, him because he. I was, he was thinking about that a too. good point where he's gonna be in the MVP race, and I looked at him like, you know, you're crazy. But I did want to give him his chance to explain himself, and right. when he did, it kind of turned me over in his pause, in a sense that. you know, The only you thing have I'll say
1: now, um, regarding that, like reflecting on it. Um his Kyrie's numbers are worse than they were last year with Cleveland and he had all the freedom he needed in Cleveland no, and and in now a sense. and in I think sense. Al Horford's the clear cut best player on this Celtics team right, right. now and he's a, he's a potential candidate for defensive player of the year cuz Al Horford's playing he's playing lights out but I mean not to take anything away from Kyrie cuz the numbers he put up last year not to say they aren't good right because Kyrie puts up great numbers especially in the clutch this year. He's shooting like 60% in the clutch this year. Yep. He's he's balling. He's doing what he needs to and the Celtics are fucking like 22 and 4 or some shit right now. So you know, he's doing he's doing everything right. That's good and he obviously looks healthy either that
0: that facial injury obviously mm-hmm. doesn't
1: even hurt him. I think um, it's going to come down to James Harden or LeBron this year. MVP? I think those are those are the two favorites for me in my opinion. Which is crazy because I know LeBron's in year 15 and he's putting up the best numbers of his career. He's putting up like 28, 8, and 8. And it's crazy because James Harden could put up better numbers. But I think the fact that LeBron's in his 15th NBA season putting up numbers like that, I think that's why you have to keep him in the conversation. Especially because uh, there was an interview with, um, I want to say Channing Fry, we don't fact check, who said... In regular season, LeBron only gives you like 60%. Yeah. As the season goes on, maybe he'll turn it up to 80%. Yeah, it was Channing Fry. And then in the playoffs, that's when you see that 90%, 100% LeBron. So if LeBron can put up 28, 8, and 8, giving 60% effort on most nights, I'm sure there are some nights where he uh, gives more, gives less, but I, I think it's crazy. LeBron said, people take my game for granted. Because I'm too well, I don't think he really said it like this, but because I'm too good all the time. (laughs) And it's true. Everybody takes LeBron James for granted. I'm gonna talk about LeBron to my fucking grandkids every night. They're gonna be watching they're gonna be watching LeBron James Junior 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 in sixty years and I'll be like, yo, I remember his
0: great 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 grandpa, (laughs) the greatest NBA player of all time. So This is wild. Speaking about the MVP race, I think these next two to four weeks are going to be crucial for Kevin Durant to make his case. I know that's not what he's worried about, and it's a long shot for either him or Curry to win again, being as as they're on the same team. But Curry's going to be out for the next two to four weeks, possibly more with an ankle. And if they see that in four weeks, in my opinion, if they see that in four weeks, he's not 100%, I wouldn't rush him back because they don't need him. So one MVP goes down, you got, you got another one. Yeah, four more, all st- three more also to start. Steph but, Curry goes down, that's all right. You got uh, 2016 MVP. But you know, you see Kevin uh, Kevin Durant putting up 35 points in a triple double. Hmm. That's without Curry. Like that just goes to show you what he. Don't forget, you know what I mean. Don't forget what KD has. So.
1: I think that shows you why you cannot have an MVP on this Golden State team. Right. It is, everybody is like – it's just – there's no one clear-cut best player who, if they go down, they get significantly worse. Because Curry could go down, but that just means KD gets to step up right. and start dropping 35-point triple-doubles <laughs> and keep blowing teams out. They, they don't have one player on that team who really, really affects them like that. No. That's, why I, that's why I don't think Golden State will have another MVP
0: while these guys are all on that team. And speaking of injuries, Kawhi Leonard – who hasn't played this season and we would have thought he did the way the Spurs are playing yeah and as, as sound as they look and you know everything looks like up to schedule they're gonna insert this piece Kawhi Leonard and there was no rush in
1: bringing him back Pop, Pop knows what he's doing man
0: bring their defense to supreme being yeah they said um
1: I think they said that he was gonna aim his return for that game against Phoenix that's coming up which would be a good On game Saturday. to get, get Kawhi back in his groove yeah Going up against
0: a dumpster no, fire. No Devin Booker Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Which we hope he comes back, too, because he had that groin injury as like Anthony Davis did. Mm-hmm. So you hate to see And it's great. Cra- Devin Booker's younger. I think you mentioned this. Devin Booker's younger than Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Baby baller. Hell yeah. Baby baller. Hell and Miami yeah. ha- uh, had a chance to get him. That's one Oof. thing. That's one thing that, Don't that say that. Me. Don't say that. I love Winslow. Oh, uh, don't say that. But Devin Booker. We're going to have Devin Booker and uh, Josh Richardson. I like Justice, though. Don't get me wrong. The man, he really stepped yeah, up this, this year. Yeah, this guy. Catch the Warriors versus the Detroit Pistons tonight on ESPN, followed by Celtics, San Antonio Spurs on ESPN. It's going to be a good game at 930 this, uh, this evening. Today's Friday, by the way. We're actually recording on a Friday. so it's kind of awkward. It does
1: feel weird uh, recording when the sun's out. <laughs> We're usually recording at around midnight or so.
0: Jaleel um, Okafor. I would to the just night. about... To, oh. for, for nothing. Trevor Booker. Who, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good player. Don't get me wrong. And Philly might have won the trade. Like well now they have an open roster spot so now they get
1: to fill it with a free agent. Um, they're talking about maybe bringing Tony Roten back who's very talented just couldn't stay healthy. But he did he play for Philly? Yeah. Yeah, he used to That's play for where he like made yes. that his name for himself. Yeah. Um, Philly gets another lottery pick from that 2015 draft in Jalil Okafor who as we know, he's a he's a double-double player in this league. He his rookie year he averaged a double-double. Um, <laughs> I don't. I like. I like the move for both teams. Really. Yeah.
0: I'm looking at this in Philadelphia's perspective. You give up Okafor, which is nothing, because obviously to you it's nothing. You weren't using him. Nick Stauskas and a pick. Oh no no! no. They got the pick, right? They got. Devin Booker. I think they're getting a
1: pick from the Knicks. Yeah. Involved in the trade as well. But
0: they got Trevor Booker, and Trevor Booker is a a monster rebounder, monster physical basketball player. Mm-hmm. So you you have Embiid going out and Saric going out and you're going to put in uh Holmes and Booker. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. For this guy that we weren't using, the guy it, it gives them the water it gives them some depth that they need. I'll take it. But also if I'm the Nets, Nick Stauskas, you're just adding a little offensive threat um, who Obviously, D'Angelo Russell's hurt right now, so he's not playing. But, you know, uh, I think his name is, like, Dewindle, their (laughs) their point guard for the Nets. Oh, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie, (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Dewindle. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, you can take him out and trust that Nick Stauskas, you know, at least he'll get the offense going, and he's not going to go out there and create a whole mess. You know what I mean? Um, And then you're adding Jaleel Okafor, which is an offensive – Minded five who can use his body to rebound, and mm-hmm. I'm sure playing with D'Angelo Russell when he gets back, he's going to have him in shape to run the floor. It should be scary. I think mean, it's a I think it's a good move
1: uh, for both teams. Really, yeah. yeah,
0: for both teams.
1: So, if if it if Jaleel Okafor can go out and play his game, I think it's I think the Brooklyn will end up winning the trade. Uh, but we'll see we'll see how Brooklyn uses him. Because you know, obviously Philly didn't. They just Philly just wanted to get him off the books. I mean, they weren't gonna use him. Um, so I mean, might as well trade him away. I guess. Yeah. So.
3: Ring, ring, ring.
0: Postman. Who is? All right, guys. Joining us now, we have Justin Yap here on the phone with us. Um, Justin, what's going on? What's
3: going on,
0: guys? Not much. How's things been? I haven't, speak to, I haven't spoken to you in a while, man. How, how you been?
3: I've been good. I've been good. You know, God is
0: good. Everything's good. Can't complain. That's what's up. Thanks for, thanks for actually being on the show, you know what I mean? We appreciate that.
3: Oh, no, I appreciate you guys having me. You know, I listen every week, so, you know, I'm glad that you guys,
0: you know, wanted me on. I appreciate that. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, you're always always letting me know how how you respect and like the show and and wanted to talk one time, so, you know, why not? You know what I mean? We love the people who actually take their time out of the day to listen to us, so it would only be right for us to, you know, listen back. No, yeah, I appreciate that, yeah, because, you know,
3: Like like I told you, I mean, every week it's just gotten better, you know, so I stay, you know, I stay listening, and I love what you guys are doing. So, yeah, I'm I'm always going to, you know, show love.
1: You're also the only dude who uh, sends us a question every week. Literally. Literally. We appreciate the
2: consistency.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, got to give you guys, you know, something to talk about. You know, like I said, I see, you know, you guys always, you know, asking questions, and like I said, I'm always listening, so I like to hear you guys' opinions, you know, on certain topics that are going on you know, with sports and stuff. So no, it's definitely I love I love sending in questions. I appreciate you guys answering them.
0: For sure, for sure. So um what did you want to get into today, man? I know you wanted to talk some some basketball and some football. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the big the big topic that I've been thinking about lately is uh, well one, Roger Goodell, you know, his extension <laughs> came through. So I was wondering how you guys think that's gonna affect the league going forward. Um, I can tell you so yeah, right now, ahead, Danny.
1: <laughs> I can tell you right now. I think it's genius because these billionaire owners are giving Roger Goodell 200 million to be their fall guy. That's how I see it. I think any any mistakes that that he makes or that the owners make, they could just put it all on Roger, and they're they're barely coughing anything up. It's scary. I think
0: it's genius, and I mean it is it is in a sense. You know, depending on how you look at it, it, is genius. But when you look at it as um you know, we're looking for the NFL to, like, evolve again, kind of, and, how, and you know, making the game—you can't make the game safer. That's not, that's not what it is. But there's a big key of, like, like, when you have rules and they're not followed consistently, which is exactly what Roger Goodell's been doing in the, in the league the past few years with, you know, how he handled the Ray Rice case to how, you know, even last week with their handling of the Gronkowski late hit— yeah. Um, very inconsistent and I don't know if Goodell is necessarily the right man for the job, but like Danny said, he's the man who's already taken all this heat. So why not just, you know, pay him this money and exactly, here, be the fall guy, take the blame. You you've already got the clown face on you. Yeah. You know? So Let us use you. Let us continue using you to be the commissioner of this league and set the rules. And and when things go wrong, everybody throws heat on you. But you're good because you're still making your two hundred million dollars, 40 million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: At the same time, I don't think with Goodell running the league like these players and owners, I don't think they respect the rule book. In a way, like because right. uh, like they know Goodell's soft. Exactly. They don't respect him as a man or as as the commissioner. I think if they had somebody in there like an Adam Silver, who, un, who like understands right. everything. Right. And He's who, more he relatable with the, the player too. Yeah, and he
0: has the respect of the players, the coaches, everybody. I feel like with this Goodell, like with Goodell running the football league, is like it's like having <clears throat> you know this American kid from Iowa. Who's like in charge of the national soccer team? Like, where yeah. did you pull this from? You know, don't you don't know even relate. <laughs> yeah, you don't even relate. And um, I wanted to know how you felt about it. But before I do, Justin, um, I wanted to say, you know, with this, like, with this Gronkowski hit, and with what we saw, what happened to Antonio Brown, and between Juju Smith and Vontez uh it's obvious they don't respect the rules, as Danny was saying. Because if they did, you know, we wouldn't be fine. It's literally every year the the Bengals and the Steelers play. It's this is happening. over It's not and even over. like just a rivalry they anymore mean, at this point. It's just like a pure hatred. For yeah. Each other. So when you have when you when when you do something so dirty to where you only get suspended one game, why not? You're not going to learn your <laughs> lesson. They and then and then you have the chance to appeal it. So you can either get a fine, or you know, say they suspend you two games, you only get a one-game suspension. So it's like, why don't the NFL set like a like a set rule, like you know, dirty unsportsmanlike hits, four-game minimum, uh, with eligibility to be appealed for maybe like two games off. But you're giving guys one-week suspensions. That's like vacation. That's like paid vacation at that point. So I wanted to hear how you felt about the whole Goodell situation, Justin. Well, my opinion
3: is it's. There's no, one, there's no unity between, you know, him and the league. And then two, there's no consistency. Because, you know, we've seen with a lot of uh, hits this year, the inconsistency between, one, the Jalen Ramsey and the uh, A.J. Green hit. Thank you. you. know, I mean, that's, that's full-on, you know, Jalen, I mean, A.J. grabs them, throws them down, full-on blows. Neither of them, you know, get suspended. <laughs> But then, in the same week, Mike with Evans. the Mike Evans hit, there was basically, you know, he just pushed in the back kind of like a crackback, so to speak, and he gets suspended one game. Thank you. So, and then the same thing with the DeGroms, that was clearly after the play, clearly dirty, only one game, and then you have, you know, like the juju, where, to be honest, I feel like, because if, if the NFL's proven anything this season, it's that they're all about how their brand looks, how how everything looks. They're not about results and what helped the players of the league very to look. So, in my opinion, yeah. spe- specifically to the Juju hit,
0: he didn't get suspended for the hit. Exactly. In my opinion, because it was really a bang-bang play. He, didn't re- he really didn't get suspended for the hit. He got
3: suspended for the taunt. He got suspended because he stood over him, in my opinion. So, if, if he wouldn't have stood over him and made a, a bigger deal than what it was, which clearly we know why, like you said, the rivalry going back and forth the past couple seasons, clearly we know why. But he didn't get suspended. I just want to make that clear. He didn't get suspended for the hit itself. He got suspended for the talk. Exactly. But they're just blaming it. They're blaming it on the hit because you know they say, "Oh, this looks bad. We got to do something about it." So it's just, there's just no consistency with with the the punishments and the ruling. So I just think there needs to be more consistency. And there's no unity. Like you know, like you know, uh, Danny said, Adam Silver the way Adam Silver handles things compared to.
0: So sure. it's all about the players, for the players, for you know. Sure. When we've we see them, and, and his, and he's shown that with, you know, such things as uh, how he's handled, you know, playing games back to back, and
3: and, nature and things like that. Right. But meanwhile, you have Goodell doing, for just for example purposes, doing the complete opposite. For you know, for example, for example, is when the Dolphins uh, game against Tampa because of a Hurricane. You know, Stephen Ross when I asked them, can we, you know, maybe change it to a home game at Miami, you know, we don't want to take away, or can we just play it somewhere else? We don't right. want to lose our bye week late in the season, you know, for, as far as health and things, wise. But playing 16 games straight thats a very hard thing to ask somebody to do, and yeah. you know, just fly out said no. Just said no. And another, oh, that, that's my
0: thing. Another thing, I, I, I agree 100%. I wanted to clarify, you know, we do clearly understand that the Bengals and the Steelers have had this rivalry from years on, but these last couple of years have been— They turned it up a notch. Uh, yeah, it's been a little more hate than rival. But to move on to what you were saying as far as, like, you know, how you mentioned how Adam Silver handles um, going about, you know, with— they had the 82 game season. Well, they have the 82 game season, and the back to backs were, you know, right. getting a little crazy. So Adam Silver actually addressed it. They moved it.
1: the season up two weeks exactly to, to spread some uh, now,
0: to spread a couple of days in between those games and whatnot. Now another big thing that's that's coming alive this season is Thursday night football. Um, you have seen Doug Baldwin talking about it when Richard Sherman got hurt a few weeks ago. Last night we Drew we heard Brees Drew Brees talking night. about it, saying, you know, it's a hundred percent related to playing on thursday having four days after playing in a full speed contact game to have to come prepare your body to take another full dosage of those hits um it's obviously going to take a toll on somebody i me the way i look at it like julian the regular person that never played you know football higher than high school or i look at it as like look you're making these millions What's one week that you have to play after four days? But then again, you got to look at it in the sense of, you know, you go through the field on one play and you run up the middle or say you're playing defensive line. You're going up against six, seven, 320 pounds every single play for 50 snaps. Now, if you have to do that once a week, that's a toll. So to have to do it basically twice a week when you play Thursday night football, I can see why, you know, injuries do pile up one. I can see why two um, players are more fatigued and why they're complaining about it. But there's two sides to everything. Goodell has to address it. You can't just ignore the elephant in the room. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel he's going to do because he kind of has been doing that where he's just he's not really going to mention anything until it becomes a stock load pile up problem.
1: Yeah, the way I see it, um, and I'm sure it's possible to do this. If you want to keep Thursday night football, at least arrange it around teams' bye weeks. If they're coming off a bye week, schedule them on Thursday. If it makes no sense mm-hmm. how you're going to make these guys play three or four days after they just um, they just played on Sunday or Sunday night or whatever the case may be, there, there's got to be a way to schedule Thursday night football games around teams' bye weeks. And I think it's definitely possible to do that. If not, I mean, I don't, I haven't heard one player in the NFL come out and say something positive about Thursday night football and I think that's a problem
3: no yeah I definitely agree that that sounds you know I didn't even think about that the bye week that that sounds you know like it would be a reasonable you know kind of compensation but you know like Julian just said I mean Goodell has shown no Form of trying to compensate the players. And it's clearly, and it was made very apparent uh, during last night's
4: game. I mean, the Saints were getting injuries, you know, left and right, left
3: and right. I mean, it was to the point where even uh, Chris Collins was broadcasting. He said, soon they're not even going to be having anybody to line up because it was just so apparent that it was just taking, Mm -hmm. taking a toll on, I mean, it was really on both sides of the ball, but the Saints just got, you know, Totally dismantled. Especially it's 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 sad to see, especially at this time of the season when everybody's, you know, yep. trying to make playoff push and divisional push, that you have something I mean uh, injuries are part of the game no matter what. That there's no way around that. Right. But any anything that can be done to make that as minor as possible exactly. should should be looked at. I- and clearly these Thursday night games are not helping it. They're making players more injury prone. If anything, exactly. they're not helping. I don't. Yeah. The only thing that they're helping is
0: pockets. Exactly. Helping, That's, all pockets. That's all they care about. That's all Goodell cares about. We know line. that. And I feel like I feel like you know they're they're the NFL is looking for weight. Well, quote unquote, looking for ways to. Make the game a safer place or, you know, have less people dealing with injuries like concussions like we seen last night with uh, Alvin Kamara, who is actually, you know, leading the rookie of the year, Mm -hmm. you know, in the NFC. And it it would be sad to see him have to miss the next week's game. But the NFL looks for these ways to, you know, they'll throw a flag, a 15-yard first down penalty when you hit somebody too high or a defenseless receiver if you hit a quarterback too low. But there's clear... Cut ways to do things like either, like Danny said, letting teams come off a bye week to play Thursday night football to whether they want to cancel Thursday night football or just if you're going to figure out a way, figure out a real way. Don't sit there and just try to, you know, take away from the game of football, the actual game of football where it is a hard hitting full speed sport. That's just my take on that.
3: No, yeah, I agree. I think the way Goodell has handled situations as far between, you know, Thursday night, or like you said, the Ray Rice, everything that's happened recently, the way he's kind of handled it is we'll worry about it when we get there. You know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But the thing is, if you take initiative now, if you take action now, you don't have to worry about Crossing a bridge when you get there. The bridge is already built. All you have to do is just cross it. That's all you have to do. Exactly. But but what you're doing is just okay. Now we're at at a crossroads. Let's figure out how to get over it or how to, you know, find ways around it. But if you handle the situation now, especially such a clear, apparent situation that the players have voiced all season, the coaches have voiced all season, and been going on for seasons, something that's been made public. Why not address it now? Why wait till it gets worse? Is it I mean, we don't want it to get to a point where it's gonna take, you know, you know, having a season, you know, for example having a season with like the most injuries or having so many players have season and injuries and we don't we don't want that. We don't want it to have to get to that point because unfortunately that's what a lot of things have gotten to. Yeah. I mean, it took years for you know, to deal with the concussion protocol and, and things sure. of that nature. It, and it's, it's sad because so many retired players and so many players wouldn't even have to deal with that had it been addressed when it first started. Instead of just sweeping it under the rug and just saying, we have better ways to line our pockets now. Let's worry about those yep. things later. We'll,
2: we'll, we'll bring them up when it's
0: convenient for us. Yep. And that's not even to mention you know the, the drug problem in the NFL with how these players get hooked on these pills that you know the, the NFL prescribes them. And they don't even want to look into medical marijuana. Like, it's, it's just an ignorance from the NFL at certain points when, when you see there's, like, a clear solution or a clear possible solution that you can look into, but the NFL literally sometimes just, like, turns around, turns their back to it, and, and is like, no, we'll just go, you know, do it our way. And eight times out of ten in recent history of the NFL – the NFL's way is not the popular, you know, choice, so.
3: No, not at all. It's, it's the choice that's gonna make them money. That's the popular choice for them. And the game has suffered from it, especially this season, if any, the game has suffered. You know, I've, I've known so many people that don't even, they don't even wanna watch it anymore. From the starting of the protest to even now, like, yep. Just the NFL, it's just so many people are just losing the love and basically hope that the game will come back to where it was, and it's sad to see. For sure. So So the the road that the NFL is clearly going down and the extension just does not help at
0: all. Right. All right. So, well, like I said, man, we appreciate you calling. Um, Definitely looking forward to having you on again. You know, just – you know my number now, so. (laughs) Oh, no, definitely. No, this is definitely – not the last time you will be hearing me on this podcast. I definitely look forward to it. There you go. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. All right. Trust me, I look forward to being on future podcasts. For you know, sure. Of, you know, instead of sending in questions, you know, every once in a while, I can call in. You know, we can do this back and forth.
3: You already or, know, man. You know, like, like I said, I'm going to keep showing love. You guys just keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to it every Saturday. Every Saturday I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for it to drop on SoundCloud. I like, you know, got to listen to it. <laughs> so, that, and that's the truth, man. But, no, I love what you guys are doing. Because, like, cause like you said, and I, you know, one of you guys said it perfectly, you know, just with so much stuff going on in the world and going on throughout the day, it's nice to just, you know, lay back, you know, just turn you know, turn kind of like the world off for, you know, an hour or two and just listen guys and just, like you said, sports bring people together. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, 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 it's refreshing to hear you guys' point of view on, you know, certain things and, you know, just lay back and just listen. So, you know, like I said, you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep listening, keep showing love.
1: I'm about to start crying. I'm about to start crying.
0: (laughs) Take a bow. (laughs) Take a bow. Yo, Justin, we'll catch you next time, all right? Oh, no, for sure. All right, man. Have a good day, bro. All right, you guys too. Take it easy. Thank you. That was Justin Yap. Um, My dog, Mr. Consistency. There you go. Always nice hearing kind words from a good friend or from a, you know, good friend Whether it's from a random person, nice, kind words, always uplifting. Um, I'm glad that we actually put a positive impact on some people.
3: Yeah. Um, That was nice
0: to hear. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to keep going at it.
4: (laughs) All
0: right. So our next guest we have joining us is a good friend of mine, Christian Duarte. What's going on, Christian?
5: Chillin'. What's up? What's poppin'?
0: Not much. (laughs) Um... We hear you're the baseball hockey expert. You are our own Barry Melrose. Okay.
5: That's right. (laughs) Go Cats all the way.
0: Okay. Yeah, I got to make it out to a Panthers game. I haven't gone yet. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that this season.
5: Tomorrow they play the Colorado if y'all want to go. I'm down.
0: Uh, Don't hold me accountable, but I might be. (laughs) <laughs> yeah man I definitely might be cause I remember last time and then we went to Chili's after which where Danny yeah. works at Chili's mm-hmm. we went to Chili's and got some drinks and we was lit oh yeah. lit so um yeah I'll hit you up I'll, we'll talk about that after this but um I know you wanted to get into some Marlins debacle whoa yeah man my dog I Derek just, Jeter's
1: trading everybody away
5: I just need to get this off my chest man cause <laughs> hey <you> know, look
1: <laughs> use
0: this use this as your stage let it Dangle. out let it out
5: you know i grew up as a yankees fan i was born in jersey but you know, I've, been, I've, I've been down here since 2000 so i'm more of a floridian you know what i'm saying and i like the marlins you know i go to baseball games all the time you know i was sad when you know jose fernandez died and you know it's just i take baseball to heart it's my number one sport but you know what jeter's doing is it's is just wrong bro like they traded D Gordon, and I'm pretty sure Stanton is next. And they're ta- they're talking about trading Ozuna. It's like they're breaking that. Da- the Marlins are known for doing this, and it Literally. like you, you he, he needs to, this needs to stop. Basically, it's you know they're shedding payroll. That's one thing, okay. But you need to at least leave a few players in there that yeah. can give your team a chance at least uh to win something at
1: least a know? wild card like how can you build a team if every time you you get some good pieces you just want to fucking clean house and trade them all away for, for nothing
0: at all Obviously obviously I think my the problem with the Marlins is their business management in the sense of the players or excuse me the people who are like making these contracts with the players Aren't helping themselves out because, yeah, I get that. You know, you want to keep these players long term, or you you want to have these players so your team can have a chance. But when push comes to shove, like it did right now, like it is Jeter in a sense, but not all of it is Jeter because Jeter's trying to clean up a mess that has been here for years since before him. Now. Whether it looks bad or it's not the move that, you know, the the local Floridian or Marlins fan would like, it's kind of what Jeter needs to do. Getting Stanton out of Miami is is something that is going to need to be done to get Miami to the promised land if they're ever going to be there. Because, one, I mean, I don't think you're going to win with one player, you know. That's right. And Stanton's definitely not going to be that player um, in the national league because he's getting older he's getting older one you take him to the american league it's a different story haven't played dh haven't played right field some nights but having him play consistent right field that's that's already a, a, a little hole in your right field because he's not a great defender um he's an awesome hitter i mean we've seen him hit at his worst and we've seen him hit at his best he was number one in everything this year and the year before that he was you know, horrible. So he's going for the home run, and I don't think that the Marlins need that type of player. Obviously, it's exciting for the fans. It sells tickets. But when you need to construct a team like Ozuna, I don't understand. D. Gordon, I don't understand. You know what I mean? Because these are two players that are all-stars and, and can take your team there. You know what I mean? The, the Marlins had a good defense. They just yep. don't have pitching, and they don't have great hitting. How could you ever trade D Gordon away from Miami after he hit
1: that home run for Jose Fernandez? <laughs> that man, he should be in the Marlins organization for life for that shit. I don't okay. understand. I and, don't understand. And
0: now they're gonna play him at center field. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hey, his
1: legs are gonna get tired.
0: Yeah,
5: because he's getting older as well. He's yeah. twenty nine. He's gonna be thirty. Yep.
0: You know, like Dustin Pedroia. Like people think Dustin Pedroia. I mean, he's still you know a great baseball player but he can't even stay healthy his his knees don't let him
5: uh, you know it's just uh, it's the same thing uh, with the marlins uh, every offseason it's the same thing <laughs> distancy i i argued with some dude on instagram I, I, the marlins look like a team that's going to lose 100 games in 2018 if they keep this
0: up You're very possible
5: it's it's such a shame you know that stadium uh, Marlins Park is gorgeous it's perfect yep. for baseball
0: You would think it's a free agent like like dream
5: I exactly I'm playing and South Beach It's it's just uh, with the Marlins <laughs> they're the modern day they're becoming the modern the day agent. Chicago Cubs I mean they have yeah. been at least in the playoffs since what 2003 when they won it all okay but
0: it's like yeah but to not go back first of all to not go back after you won is 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 a big drop like i understand not winning it back to back but not even being in contention to win the championship the year after you won is sad to not do it for the next 15 years (laughs) and then and then sit there and try to blame it on anybody else but management like I get, you know, the players have to perform, but your best shot to me was like these last these last 3 4 years where you guys have had Christian Yelich, uh, Marcelo Zuna, D Gordon, Jose Fernandez, Giancarlo Stanton, and even um your, your third baseman, who who was it? Prado, Martin Prado?
5: Martin Prado, yeah.
0: And he's a good hitter, bro. Yeah,
5: he used to be Yankee.
0: Yeah, uh, and I you guys just haven't had any starting pitching. No starting pitching to get you through a, a series if you had to play a series. It's uh,
5: – I'm just uh, – it's just uh, upsetting as a – you know, I, I like the Marlins My number one team is the Yankees, of course. But, you know what I'm saying, because we, we live in South Florida. You have to kind of root of for the home team. You know what I'm saying? But it's hard to root for a team that's constantly – uh, you know, tearing down, rebuilding, tearing down, rebu- rebuilding. It's and, it, and
0: now they're even rebuilding th- throughout the organization. Like Conant, uh, you know, they're just firing people left and right. Yeah, uh,
5: it's um, it's crazy. I, I just I don't know what else to say, but it's just uh, I hopefully at least one member can stay. Maybe Christian Yelich. Yeah, they need a star down here. Exactly. I mean, you can't just have a whole bunch of minor leaguers. No one's going to go to the games.
0: Yep. And nobody already goes to the games. Those tickets got to be a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a, 19, like a 1950 movie.
5: <laughs> They're going to put tickets in cereal boxes. Yo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy.
0: But, um, I mean, as sad as it is being a Marlins fan in today's day, um, it's 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 similar being a Panthers fan, I'd imagine. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean, I I went. Um, it's pretty sad. I went with a family member of mine. Uh, we went when they played Chicago, and I kid you not, I grew up in Sunrise. Like this is my hood, Sunrise, Florida, right here. This is all me. I'd say ninety percent of the crowd was Black Hawk fans,
1: wow. and that's sad. Yeah, that's when you, I went to a game against uh, the Blackhawks two years ago. And it was when the Panthers were on that win streak, and we made the playoffs. And um, even then, it felt like a Chicago home game. Like every every time you go to a Panthers home game, the visiting team, their crowd is like they travel so well. Yeah, they yeah yep. they travel well. Oh yeah. Um, I went I went to a game against Tampa this season uh, the day before Halloween, and I had the pleasure of seeing. Um, I don't even remember. I don't even remember the the backup goalie's name. Uh, James Raymer. I, I had the pleasure of watching him give up eight goals. <laughs> and, um, I mean, Lou can't stay healthy. Um, I, yeah, he, I, I hate the coaching staff ever since they um, – fi- Gallant. Oh, my God. I can't even remember the dude's fucking name. When we left him in Carolina last year after we started – Gallant, yeah. Yeah, Gallant. And now he's coaching Vegas, and they're one of the best teams in their division <laughs> right now. Like I don't understand. We had such a good season that year that we lost to the Islanders in the first round. Yeah, and was, uh... we just blew it up after that. Like it, I it it pains me because we have so much talent on this fucking team.
0: Do you think? Do you think that building the BB&T Center thirty steps away from Sawgrass Mall has anything to do with how many fans of the other team? come to the not, game?
5: <laughs> not really. It's it's not. Uh, hockey isn't prevalent in South Florida. I think it's this is more of a football town. But um, Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it, it gets packed.
1: Like, for example, if we were to go tomorrow, it, it'll be, you know, lit, but not as lit as as if, like, the, the Canadians came or the Rangers. Right. Oh, yeah. If, if
0: they're playing uh, Vancouver or Toronto... Oh, yeah. All of Canada is going to be in that bitch. Right. Well, that, yeah. that's kind of what I was implying as well, because, you know, all these Canadians obviously are the heaviest travelers in hockey. And they're also down. They're, they're all they're all down there. They're, right they're, they're all down, down here in, in the scopers. winter. And there's a bunch of them that are, are literally just going to the mall to, to shop. And they're in the area and they see that, you know, we're right here by the Vancouver Canucks uh, game. Yeah. or Look, the Canadians are playing tonight. Let's go across the street after we go shopping. You know, I'm sure at least twenty percent of the fans are 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 tourists just visiting. You know. Yeah,
1: that's the only reason why I would say that um, hockey does okay in South Florida because we have all the snowbirds. Yeah, we have a lot here, and a lot of Canadians when they come down, it just so happens to be hockey season, so they find a way to go to the games and whatnot, but. I don't know. Dude. Ever since they, ever since they fucking fired Coach Gallant after that loss to, uh, to Carolina, I just, I really lost the majority of my interest in this team. And then you yeah. got teams like Tampa Bay, who's the best team in hockey right now. Yeah, they're, and, they're balling. And there are. It's not even a rivalry anymore. Yeah, no. Like, I thought maybe at the beginning of the year, because we, like, you know, we won one, we lost one against them, and then. But it's they've
0: just, only lost six games this year. Yeah, six games they've played 26 games and they've lost six games that's <laughs> what's shout, this guy's name uh what's sh- it
5: shout, shout out to uh jt brown he he's the only you know that's you my dog so funny. he's the only hockey player that did some type of um like he pulled a Colin Kaepernick.
0: Yeah, he, he raised, his raised his fist, fist and he, he, was, getting was, him, he was getting death threats for it. He was getting death threats for it.
5: And it was here in Sunrise. It was at a Patrick oh, he
0: meeting. did that at a Panthers yeah. game. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to J T. Brown. J T. Brown. Brown, man. For real. And it was yeah. that um, I know that one at Oakland Athletics player. He did it as well, mm. and he and ended up like going to jail. You know, he, he got arrested. Yeah. Right? <laughs>
1: and it's crazy because the majority of these guys who 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 were taking a stand and and uh, things like that during the anthem and whatnot, they come from military families. They, yeah. they take the knee they raise the fist out of respect and I don't know people don't that's a whole another conversation people don't understand it so, but yeah wow. Tampa's sitting up they have the highest um, point differential in the NHL and they're just fucking killing it their, their team is unreal and shout out to JT Brown he, he's a cool dude he's a cool dude he, he like he like, uh, like streams himself playing video games and shit on Twitch so like he has like a big esports following yeah, like yeah. Gordon
0: Hayward yeah, yeah. Like exactly like Gordon Hayward that's cool all right. Yeah, so man. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad we got. Uh, we let you get that off your chest. Yeah, man. You know,
5: uh, you know go Marlins. But uh, I don't know what else to say. Just <laughs> uh, to all the fans, man. Just to at least support your team by going at least to one game this coming season. I mean, it's, I know it's it's gonna be painful, but i I'm, you know I'm going.
0: I'm, Hopefully, the Red Sox come to town.
5: Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see. Uh, I think the Yankees, for sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not 100%, but I think they come down here.
0: The Mets t- games are always good. Yeah, Mets, for sure. For yeah. sure.
5: So but, yeah, man. Uh, man, I just I hope at least one thing for sure. I hope at least we don't lose 100 games. Like, please don't let it pass.
0: 99. <laughs> 100
5: games. That, that, that's just abysmal. I mean, there's no other way to put it. But we'll see what happens.
0: All right, so. Well, we appreciate you for um, calling in, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. Talking Dex. on the show every, every time. No problem.
5: Big fan. You. If y'all want, you know, a third narrator, I'm open. I'm hiring.
0: <laughs> so. We're looking so into big. every option, bro. Yeah, we man. definitely are. So, like I said, we appreciate you for calling, man. We'll, we'll get in touch.
1: Yeah,
5: right, man. It's,
0: it's, I
1: appreciate it. It's refreshing to talk hockey on uh, on the pod. I know it's not looking too bright for us down here, but I still like hockey. I love going to the games.
5: Same here.
0: Same here. All right. I'll catch you next time, Christian. All right, man. Thanks, right, man. Yeah. So those were the uh, two guests on the show. Great guys. Um, we thank you guys for listening. This has been a fun episode, episode 16. Look forward to, obviously, next week's. Hasn't even been plotted out yet, but nope. <laughs> it's always <laughs> fun looking forward. We still hope looking you're looking forward. forward to it. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter at Julian Goris at Zone Six Dan, and um, hit us up. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Any questions you got? Email us. Hit us up on the comments, mentions. Tell us what you hate. All that shit. We out.
4: Time to put in work. We all got a job to do. I light a drink, and ask myself, what would Pablo do? Coming through with the paper place like the barbecue. Got the haters shaking heads like the bobbles do. Yeah. But it's all for my family. The goal wasn't live middle class and buy Camries. I want us all to eat, even if from my pantry. I guess I'm just more soul food than eye candy. I feel like these young niggas need more eye jammies, more passport stamps, less trips to Miami. Yeah, bro, we all need a little culture, a little time away from bird ass niggas and vultures. I tell you what you need to hear, not trying to insult you. I'm too old to kid you. I gotta adult you. Listen, the shit is getting out of hand, like fumbles in football. I humbly. Put y'all in y'all fucking place That's my OCD I give a bitch a little bit But it's mostly D Hoppy in that Rolls Royce knocking go CD That's a print clientele All I know is buy and sell. We had to hustle to eat It wasn't no Thanksgiving Pour out a little liquor For homies that ain't living. It's big dinner shit, baby Everybody up in here Find what you bring to the table Then pull up a chair Yeah
2: You see? Without hoping ain't nothing oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this shit oh, yeah, yeah. You should love it kill, 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 kill uh. Let's finish the game, Billy Do something and stop stalling, that's silly The ball over there just drawling, that's Philly Invisible set F class, that's chilly Life is short, That's fast, that's illy When your whole crew got cash, that's Willie To everybody living it up, you gotta feel me And nah, I ain't giving it up, you gotta kill me Whoever you look up to, ask them. I'm a real G as far as this rap shit go, I got a real T Before being signed to a major, I had a real key Now I ain't trying to play you, I'm trying to Give you the real me Almost 20 years in the game And I'm still me Niggas fear hearing my name I got skills, B The boy, the girl The weed, I got pills, B Many other owners, you know That's in the field, B No license or registration That's what it still be Honors in your pocket, your heart That's where it will be From the hood, cop out Even if not guilty Rich ain't good enough, nigga I'm not filthy I'm hardcore, rough and rugged I'm not silky Guns under mattress Money is where the quilt be This is the last supper here Last time we break bread, so pull up a chair Yeah